Hello, my name's Gizzy Erskine. And I'm Sydney Lima, and this is Sex Live and DM Slides. Where we invite our celebrity friends to dive deep into their DM boxes to see what terrors lurk within. We'll be chatting about online trolls, online dating, perverted proposals, and why everyone's so weird on social media. Sex and Lies and DM Slides. Welcome back to another episode of Sex Lies and DM Slides with your host. I'm Gizzy Erskine. And I'm Sydney Lima. So, Sid, what have you been up to this week? I actually went on a date last night, Gizzy. Did you go on an actual date? I went on an actual date. It's my first date back. I've actually never, re- I don't really go on dates. So, it's... did you get taken out for dinner? No. <laughs> <laughs> what advice so, what for a date? You go to the pub? So, no, like, I just rematched on this dating app. And then, like, I thought his kind of chat was quite good. And I was at already at my friend's birthday. So, we basically did the late night meetup, which is just always a bit. But I, t- I brought a friend with me. You brought a friend on the date? Yeah, I brought a friend <laughs> with me. And, like, he had friends on it. So, it was, was it a date? <laughs> but anyway, I ended up stayed over but I just did you get a snog him. I didn't get a snog you didn't get a snog <laughs> you I stayed like, over I think did I you get a friend <laughs> <laughs> you were friend zoned I just got a spoon oh yeah he's probably the... terrified I don't know why he'd be terrified of me probably, I think he did all... say I hope I'm not going to be on the podcast whoops <laughs> <laughs> I, I, mean, I think there wasn't the vibe for him to kiss me to be honest I don't think it was a vibe so you meant also like say if you're being spooned. Yeah, I mean I was gonna then, say like, that's you pretty put, intimate anyway. You'd be like, so then you've already kind of bypassed the kiss. Yeah. Like because I'm already staying over at his house and I'm being spooned. But like then does like how do you then welcome a kiss? I don't like this chat. <laughs> <laughs> do you have to do that kind of thing where you like look up? Yeah. Like oh. No. <laughs> you, you just get a little bit too close and you look up through eyelashes <laughs> and you just stare at them through eyelashes through eyelashes and then you just. Do or if it's it? dark. <laughs> no, you don't. I, I, you, I, you know what you're doing. You know how to get a kiss. <laughs> what do you mean? I know, I know, I know. But I, I didn't. Stare at but them I out. didn't do it. So yeah, I just didn't really. Do you know? I just wasn't really a vibe. It wasn't that. Well, then that. that I like a spoon. Lot. But I didn't. I feel like weird about kissing him. I mean, maybe it's me. Maybe it's you. Maybe you just didn't have the spark. Maybe he was hot and you wanted it to be a nice thing and it just wasn't. Maybe it's not about friends only. Maybe the chemicals were just not there. I, I think the chemicals were there. Chemicals. <laughs> 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 the anyway. chemicals were definitely there. <laughs> well, I'm a bit confused at the moment because, like, with the dating thing, like, if you're, like, when are you, are you just allowed to date loads of people? Yeah. I don't know. Like, See, I'm a bit nervous because our next uh, our guest today is Alex Warren and he has a, a fetish club called mm. Crossbreed. And I'm a bit nervous about interviewing him, mostly because that that exact thing, it's like knowing the sex language. Yeah. So for example, polyamorous. I know I know it's a word, I don't exactly know what it means. <laughs> so it means you can go out with more than one person, right? Yeah. So like, and is that the kind of trendy thing to do now? Maybe. I mean, I don't know if I could do it, really. I think I'm quite, like... Oh, 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 I don't, could you? Um, I don't... Like, if I'm in a relationship, I, I mean, I, I really love being looked after by someone and, mm. and their investment to be in me, but I'm not jealous. I think, like, a relationship and sex are very different things. Yeah, I mean, I could, do, I could happily do threesomes. I tried to stalk you the other day and you weren't having any of it. 
we and Gizzy had to do a shoot. shoot. We had to do a shoot together, and yeah. um, and they were like trying to get us, me and Gizzy's lips to be touching, and it was just like and, we, and to look into each other's eyes, and we just could not solve it. You were really <laughs> prudish. It was so. I was really not prudish. It was just a bit of a weird setup. It was like yeah. it was like, and then, then we were both breathing really heavily on each yeah, other. Got really bad coffee with really breath. Bad coffee <laughs> breath. So. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't prudish. I did it. You did Fuzzy it. did it, didn't you I? Did it. I had to look past your head, though, because I was like, I can't look <laughs> can't dead look in the eyes. eyes. It's too much. It was quite, it was quite it was lovely. The pictures are really experience. hot. But it's really interesting because, you know, you, we, we, we're about to interview Alex. Yeah. And he runs this enormous fetish club, which is... Um, Crossbreed. Yeah. So Crossbreed calls itself a collaborative kink positive rave. I mean, okay, that's kind of pretty self-explanatory, but... Like he is queer positive, the space is queer positive, mm. and immediately the language becomes terrifying to mm. me. Now we have our interview with Alex Warren of Crossbreed, who's also a DJ, goes by the name DJ Kiwi. So welcome, Alex of Crossbreed. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, thanks uh, for having me. Hi. <laughs> uh, how is the world of kink? Less filthy than normal, I guess. There's no parties, <laughs> but it's fun. Life is fun. Let's explain a bit about why you're on here. So yeah, you're... I, I, that's a good question. I'd like to know myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, we want to look at sort of every avenue of sort of sex and the fetish world and different kinks and things like that. Mm-hmm. So first you... of all, do you want to tell us about Crossbreed? Okay. Crossbreed is a queer, sex-positive, rave party, record label, educational platform, and I guess lots of people know it as a sex party, but... It's a lot more than that in terms of the party itself. It's much more kind of music-focused than most sex parties. A music-focused sex party? Yeah, like, it, we're a rave. Like, we're a proper dance floor. We book proper DJs, and we care about the music first and foremost. Don't, don't. I've been a music producer and a DJ for the last 10 years, so that's my world, and touring DJ. So, like, coming onto the fetish scene, the music has always just been, like, a second thought, and frankly, dreadful <laughs> in most clubs. <laughs> get into the fetish this isn't deep story i kind of like went through some shit where i kind of lost all my faith in men like my best friend raped someone that was very close to me and it turned out that a close family member also turned out to be an abuser but he was also like maybe someone i looked up to a lot so i got a bit depressed and found that i Mm. didn't really hang out with any of my male friends anymore and alienated myself and then me and my girlfriend at the time we opened up our relationship and she went to an orgy and I was like mad jealous because I was like, I want to go to a fucking orgy. <laughs> so I started looking into like orgies and how I might be able to go to an orgy and found Fet Life. And I started going to like socials and meetups <laughs> and started meeting people that were just genuinely very open minded. Consent was just a constant conversation with everything they do. And I started to like trust men again and find people that I guess were like me, but also like I felt safe around. And that's literally how I fell into it. And then from there, like I didn't really go to a party till like nine months after I was on the scene. And that's, yeah, that was kind of my avenue. It wasn't so much a sexual pull into the world, it was more the fact that you didn't want to be around certain kind of types of men. I think in, I think initially it was, a, it was a sexual pull in that I wanted to go to an orgy. Right. I've always been kinky, so like finding that world was exciting. But then when I got in it, I realised quite quickly that I was really just falling in love with the people and like what they stood for on a really like not necessarily sexual front but just on like a basic consent and way of living having much more respect for people and living outside of our social norms which are toxic and quite dangerous in my opinion 
I agree. See, I thought we were going to take a bit of time to get to that, but I'm pretty impressed you've just gone straight in there. So, I mean, let's touch on that a little bit. When you look at people's perceptions of the fetish scene and things like that, not just fetish scene, but sex, and the classic way that people are brought up, the norm is toxic. Will you explain a bit about what those parallels are? I mean, it still exists within kink as well. Like, if you look at, like, dominance and submissives, the majority of dominance are men, the majority of submissives are women, because... Those are social structures we've been brought into. Those are our natural instinctive desires and actually breaking out of those is but if difficult in but itself. But if the whole scene's trying to kind of turn things on its head, isn't it weird that everyone then conforms to societal society's I wouldn't, view? I wouldn't say the whole scene is trying to turn everything on its head. I'd say, like, a lot of things are done differently and the open-mindedness and the non-judgmental approach to sex and sexuality and gender and everything else is quite refreshing we also accept that people's desires are informed by their upbringing and we're not trying to like change people's desires or change people's kinks like if you're naturally submissive and that's been informed by your life you shouldn't have to like try and change that like Mm. that's okay that is your sexuality and your sexuality is valid like my sexuality is that i'm a dominant i really struggle to switch I have done it for fun just to try it, but I'd get no sexual gratification from it in any way. Isn't that an interesting dichotomy, though, where you, you're a dominant but slightly perturbed by the classic structure that men fit into? Yeah, but I think the difference is we're only dealt the cards we're given, right? And I think the difference is I'm hyper aware of my sexuality. So I understand it. I understand what it means. I understand how to be safe within yeah, it. I understand how to provide incredible experiences for other people that also understand their sexuality or maybe are trying to understand it and learning. So I think that's the difference rather than just kind of like being unaware of what that means and going around causing harm. What does it mean to be a dom? Oh, that's a good question. Um, like what does your world look like as a dom? Like sexually? Yeah, sexually. So, I mean, I'm poly non-monogamous, so I'm involved in lots of different relationships of varying degrees. I, Can I just quickly um, button there? Is that going to be your structure for life or is this just where you're happy at the moment? I have no idea. No idea. I think so, though. But you, you, you can't imagine falling in love with one person and... No, I can. And I have, I've lived my, most of my life happy in monogamous relationships too. Like, I have no real issue with monogamy. I think I've fallen into this and I, I'm really enjoying it. And also, it's almost like an anarchistic relationship structure. It's like breaking down the, th- the ideas of, like, possession. And I would never want to have, like, any sort of ownership over someone else's sexuality and be able to tell them what they can and can't do. Isn't that... Unless that's in some way, like, yeah. negotiated and, like, the kink itself. Yeah, I was going to say. So what, so what does your sex life look like? a dom <laughs> maybe take it like, as a dom out of it so i mean i'm in very different relationships like i have a domestic sub that comes and serves me and uh cleans my house and does my chores and does absolutely anything i want and then i'm in other relationships that are a lot more like of like maybe a fight so there's like a constant fight for power but i mean yeah my sex life is very fulfilled i also have like a lot of group sex i fuck a lot of my friends and I feel like it's quite a nice way to socialise with people. Um, And, you know, sex doesn't necessarily have to be um, Mm. incredibly meaningful. It can just be a nice way to share something Mm. intimate with people you love. Does it still feel intimate? Yeah, definitely. I think, like, kinky sex is the most intimate because you can go through an ordeal with someone and after that you really have to look after each other. There's, like, something called sub-drop 
which is when depending on what you're doing but if it's violent like a lot of adrenaline can fly they can really like come up almost like on an ecstasy high and then afterwards need a lot of kind of aftercare and love but also like tops drop too <laughs> like i've had some pretty intense like drops post scenes with people where i've just been like oh my god i'm so drained emotionally mm. physically felt guilt or whatever for what's gone on despite the fact like i didn't have anything guilty to feel yeah sorry for does every time you have sex have to hit those buttons no absolutely not i love like a lazy spoon in the morning <laughs> lots of people are like vanilla shaming or anything like mm, that. i love yeah. like a cute cozy shag not everything has to be like dark and sinister so what are the, <laughs> what are the crossbreed parties like so we have a big dance floor we have a really wide range of people coming we're quite queer focused but we welcome everyone and the music's really really good like it's a rave it goes till the early hours of the morning we have like a we call it the wellness sanctuary where we have, like, <laughs> this really cute place where you can go and chill out on a beanbag and someone will look after you if you're feeling a bit overwhelmed make you a cup of tea give you biscuits Biscuits. And we have, yeah. And then there's the plate. Soggy biscuit. <laughs> Not as, well, yeah, if you dip it in your tea. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, and then there's, like, the playroom, which is quite intense. And it's, everything's monitored, so we have, like, 30-plus staff kind of walking around, making sure everyone's okay. They will have armbands on, so if someone's made you feel uncomfortable, you can approach them mm. and it'll be dealt with. Um, we just try and create as safe a space as possible for people to dance rave fuck mm. in peace and explore themselves and i mean are, are there are there rules and are there oh, yeah, laws yeah yeah. yeah yeah i mean there's laws set by government bodies we don't set laws but we have plenty of rules well what is the actual law on sex parties on sex parties so this has been up for debate forever but anyone can have sex in a sex party legally that's not a problem and we can run sex parties legally in licensed venues there's no law against it as long as nobody is paying for services you're not breaking any laws because as soon as you that starts mm. happening you're you can be accused of even publicly a i mean even what's the word the law about um public indecency yeah that's it. if you're if you're buying a ticket to go to a party well, you know what you're signing up for. Yeah, <laughs> then there's there's no public decency charge mm. because it's not public either. It's private. It's behind closed doors. Mm. The problems really come in with um, licensing and clubs being unwilling to risk their license because license, um, depending on what council you're in, certain councils can be quite anti or conservative about what goes on in their in their, in their boroughs, or in their boroughs yeah. yeah. You did this thing in lockdown where were you doing Zoom sex parties? Yeah. I mean, because you were looking at your Instagram and you were like, what happened? They were amazing, you know. Like, I think one of them we had like over two hundred and twenty people or something mm. all locked in, and people stayed for like the full like eight hours, which is bonkers to me on like a Zoom. Was it just people like wanking? Off? I just DJ. No, like most people just dancing around the living room, getting, getting dressed up, <laughs> and then loads of people are like fucking the housemates or their partners or whatever yeah. it is and yeah there's people wanking off there's people like performing as well like doing like mad shit spoken word <laughs> <laughs> there was this one of my favourite ones was that someone uh, strapped a dildo to their partner's back and then just literally rode them around the living room it's really great <laughs> really great on film 
fair. Do you have time to like take stock with 200 people and be yeah. like, oh my God, so, that's Frank. Yeah, so I had someone like running like a highlight reel. So people would be like scanning like all the screens yeah. and putting up like the mad shit that's going on on like the big screen. <laughs> that's why I think people stayed on for so long because it's like actually like you're like watching shit and it's like constantly changing. You're like, whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, do you think there's something about that that the internet at the moment, particularly in lockdown, where people suddenly find it this position, even through video, that they're able to be more expressive mm. sexually? To be honest, I'd say all my lot of... Fine, fine with that. They're Already there. Old. Yeah, I don't know. I wasn't even having sex in lockdown. Yeah, <laughs> nor was I for most of it, for the first, oh. like, six weeks. So, I mean, that's quite funny, though. Like, do you find that when you go to the clubs, is it ever a bit like, like, how's Maureen? How's the mum? <laughs> Has like, been on holiday to France? Or is it is it kind of like normal chat? Or you're, is everyone... You're, you're really making it sound like <laughs> that stereotypical, like, ageing yeah, swingers. Probably, probably <laughs> like, probably yeah, that's probably my favourite one. Really young, and uh, so yeah, maybe more just like what drugs have you got? Yeah. <laughs> it's more like the conversations that go on in these clubs, but no, yeah. it is nice. Like, it, there is a real community of people, and we're, it's like we're all very close, yeah. and there's a lot of love. Do you think that there's sort of something about a scene and like finding your tribe, sort of thing? And do you think this is one of London's last real living subcultures? Mm. Maybe. I think it's definitely growing as well. Like, we're growing, like, massively. Like, we're really only a year old. Mm. I think also, like, the way things are going, times of turmoil, like, subculture comes out of shit, so... Mm. Yeah. I think I think there's good times ahead. So, what kind of, like, kinks uh, played out at Crossbreed? So, like, th- we have rules against, like, scat, rules against needle play, just for hygiene reasons... What's um, scat, sorry? Shit. Oh. Yeah, poo. <laughs> you looked at me really seriously. I'm like, Sid, Sid's so sweet. <laughs> no, I, love it. Do you, I, I feel like it's a little project. <laughs> scat. So much to learn. Do you know how to piss on people? In Crosby Day. Yeah. Yeah, but we like, we ask you to use the bathroom speed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like everything else goes really. We Actually, we ask people not to do any CNCs because it can be triggering to people around them. And uh, no race. What's CNC like, yeah. for people who don't know? Uh, consensual non-consent. Uh, oh, so like pretending that it's yeah yeah yeah. Uh, I don't like to call them rape fantasies because yeah. it kind of belittles actual rape, but yeah. essentially that's what it is. Yeah. Do yeah. you have to be really careful with the language because already you've, there's a language that you, you're already fitting into mm-hmm. that immediately sort of feels a bit. If you don't understand it, you no. Have I to think la- I think language is really important. I think it also just like frames. Actually, I wanted to call you out on some language that you used. Oh shit! Oh, okay. Waiting for this. Go on. No, no, don't worry. Like it's uh, <laughs> you, both look, in you both look so scared. I know. Um, we're just we're, we're trying. <laughs> No, 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 not at all. Also, like when I say call out, I was joking. Like, but we don't use. We're trying not to use the word slave anymore in the scene, just because of colonial. No, you said you referred to my financial. Oh, slave. slave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's fine. He called like, himself that, though. Yeah, yeah, totally. And lots of people in the scene are still using it, but we're trying to like right. move away from it. I think the whole scene um, has a racism problem. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, it's very white anyway just mm. for lots of cultural reasons as well and we're doing a lot of work to try and move the scene in a better direction so mm. yeah we're tending to try and not use the word slave that's um, actually really kind of brilliant yeah. as well it's, what it's, should i call him so i call my domestic sub a domestic sub rather than a domestic slave so financial sub yeah, Ooh, yeah. 
He doesn't, to be honest, I don't actually have a financial I was about to say, do you have one? Anymore. He's no, he's vanished into the no, air, he's hasn't he? Oh, he's just a bit shit. Right. So, like, he, he's, <laughs> I, I, I sent him a picture the other day of a dress Could that be because you're a bit shit? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. Well, like, I stood on his face. I mean, what more do you want? But I, I basically... quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, well, he was like, he wanted to help me move house and, like, sleep on my floor. And I just, yeah, I, don't, I don't think, like, yeah, yeah I'm not very good it's at It's a lot of responsibility. Yeah. Like, that's something that people don't really necessarily realise, like, the care aspect of it the emotional energy you really mm. have to put into that kind of play you have to really take that into account like you can't just expect someone to be paying you all this money yeah and, and then like not invest time into them and like their needs mm. because mostly their needs are actually just emotional and uh they just really want to know that you care about them like that's most what most subs want most mm. so or not at, in the moment of play, but like afterwards, mm. they, they want to, you know, they might want to feel completely degraded and used, but then afterwards they want to know that that wasn't real. Mm. Yeah. So it's it, it's work and it's energy. That's what I was going to say. So do you, I mean, again, I can only re- refer to my experiences, but back in the day, the clubs I used to go to, there wasn't a lot of sex in them, and even in the after parties, there was yeah a bit, but it was very much a more meeting of minds and show really but is it not just exhausting i mean like having to put the energy into facilitating both of your needs meeting having an orgasm and then being at a party and then going to an after party maybe mm-hmm. doing it all over again i mean is that kind of how much cum it, do you have in you yeah <laughs> is it not, i mean is it not quite an ordeal you know i mean i i'm not orgasm focused at all mm. ever orgasms can happen and usually do mm. but like i yeah i try and remove like pressure to achieve orgasms mm. from most of my life. I tend to never come if I'm doing a full scene. Yeah. Anyway, personally, yeah, I think society is very orgasm focused mm. and that actually stops a lot of people from having orgasms. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. it just builds up pressure to achieve one, which in itself can prevent them yeah. from happening. Does anybody ever slip through the net that is sort of utilising the space inappropriately and... Oh You're talking about, like, pr- creepy predators? Yeah, in, yeah. In, yeah of course. Yeah, people, exactly people get in, but that's why we have so many staff trying to keep people safe, and we haven't had too many incidents in the time we've been doing it, and the incidents that have happened have been dealt with really well. Mm. Touch wood. So, yeah, it's always a risk that... Because there's our staff around, but there's also, like, the whole community around. You know, I can spot a creep a mile off, I like to think, so... Yeah. Do you think you're more likely to, like, have creeps in kind of hetero clubs? Because, like, there isn't this... Um... Yeah, I think so. I think that's true, too. Yeah. That's why I drive the queer side of things so much, because it really does... And also, the dress code really puts off a lot of, like, het straight men that are really scared of, like, dressing up. Yeah. Um, what do you wear? Ooh, all sorts. Uh, depends what I'm in the mood for. I've been known to rock a big pair of pleasers. Do you want to explain what pleasers are? Very high heels. Stripper heels, essentially. Um, God, I can't even wear heels. I'm <laughs> great in them. I don't are know what you? it is. Yeah. I'm just like a... Na- I don't know if... Yeah, I love them. I, I rock around the house in them just for fun. Also tend to wear not very much sometimes. I, I love latex. I love the feel of latex on my skin. When I go raving, like, just for me, that's when I usually wear latex. Fashion is a big part of it, though, isn't it? 100%. And And it's it's creative side as well. Yeah, 100%. It's a big part of crossbreed. Like, we really ask you to make an effort and not just, like, conform to, like, traditional fetish stereotypes. Like, I'm bored. Like, fetish Mm. has a 
very dated feel to it. Like so, one of dungeons and masters and yeah, it's not appealing to young people, and lot young people often just think it's for creepy old people. Is there a difference? Because you look at the old school ones like um, Skin Two and Torch Garden and things, and they were they were always really over the top, like really yeah. almost high fashion, yeah. McQueen esque, but sort of latex style clothes. And now I feel like it's sort of much more stripped bare, back to yeah. the conventional pre that fetish stuff, but sort of a bit more elegant around. Yeah, like we love sportswear. Like I, I have a sportswear fetish like if you're like creative with sportswear, oh my god, like you're getting in straight away. <laughs> like, oh, give me what's what's creative sportswear? Like a nice pair of cycling shorts. <laughs> it's also about like for me, I think it's also about like the accessibility. Like you can create a look for really fuck all money, mm. and crossbreed is accessible. Like we keep our ticket price really, really low for in comparison to any other fetish clubs, and it's really just about like being accessible to young queer people that are looking for a home and looking for somewhere to explore. So yeah, I think like that's part also of what we're asking. We're asking you to be creative, to make stuff up, mm. to and also color. Like we love color. Like mm. you, not everyone has to wear fucking black all the time. <laughs> I I was a body piercer. I don't even know that for years and years. And not. the scene was very much tattoo piercer alternative uh, culture focus yeah. do you think that that it's more youth culture a bit cooler now like not not cooler that's not the right word but like it's more- transitioned for yeah sure, yeah i think so yeah but uh, there's still like massive like amount of like alternative yeah it still crosses straight into those paths too mm. why do you think that is i think we just attract the weirdos of society <laughs> <laughs> To go deep, I think people with trauma are often tra- attracted into kink. I think, like I said, like experiences really influence our desires. And not solely, but to a degree. And I think uh, maybe there's correlations there with people that are kind of always seeking something else and something different, something safe. Um, and people find that in subcultures. How does someone get into the fetish scene? Follow us on Instagram. <laughs> Which is? <laughs> uh, at cross, crossbreedworld.com. Yeah. At crossbreedworld, or yeah, crossbreedworld.com. Feel free to send us a message. We are very active and open to dialogue. Um, we run social events where you can come and meet people. If you're scared of that, we can do other things, especially if you are black or of an ethnic minority or you are trans or you are in the process of coming out in that regard we're your home and we want to support you so literally just drop us a message and we go from there do you get a lot of messages from people kind of who, who are inquisitive about the scene literally all the time also get people a lot of people asking for advice and yeah those are really like the messages that kind of make it all worthwhile yeah and kind of like guiding people through their process and their journey of like finding themselves and finding their kinks and like losing their shames have you ever received any inappropriate advances through the internet like through through social media and stuff yes but being male presenting and cis i've never really felt too much like fear or pain from them more flattery (laughs) (laughs) it's funny actually Uh, we get that a lot so so yeah i love nudes too so (laughs) send them my way regardless of who it is i'm like oh Um, do you send a lot of stuff out and do you use social media for for that for sending nudes yeah to friends on their birthday (laughs) but yeah not like unsolicited i don't do too much like slipping into people's dms yeah i'm really actually quite 
conscious of the fact mm. that I am in a position of power as someone who runs a sex yeah. club and I have to be very careful about mm. do, do you think like think... anyone I'm going on a date with I'm like ah why are they going on a date with you? Oh. <laughs> I take my time I do, think it's quite important do, do you think that this is a modern sort of you know obviously social media do you think it is a fetish where people actually you know I, I received quite a lot of dick pics on our first episode I explained I had a guy who sent me a very explicit thing of his. I, I listen. Yeah, <laughs> fucking yourself up the <laughs> ass. And you asked for more, right? Do you want to see the video? Do you want to see the video? Yeah, I'd love to see the video. Um, of course I would. So, <laughs> we, we, what we want to do is kind of get to the bottom of that and like, what yeah. is? Is it a kink? Is he? Is it an attention-seeking thing? What's it's, going on? It's an insecurity. Mm. You think so? Yeah. yeah, I think most men, most heterosexual cis men, are actually really, really lost in this world. Really, really struggle to communicate, navigating consent and trying to understand that like post me too and realizing that you know they needed to change their ways it sent lots of men into like mad spirals of fucking hell i don't know how the fuck i'm supposed to treat women talk to women approach women get laid i think it's a really scary thing for a lot of men and it drives them into really ridiculous toxic horrible behavior and i really just think like educating young boys is the only answer mm. to like taking all this stuff out of society like these humans aren't bad humans they're just probably really sad and lonely, lonely and, and depressed and you know that's the trolls on the internet you know most people that are saying really nasty spiteful things to someone are absolutely fucking miserable and really they just need helping not mm. fucking arresting and bang banging up like they're not evil people they're, they're just lost if you're fucking your friends all the time is there any room for like jealousy or like attachment in a in further than i think so like, i think i think it happens but generally not so much like i really enjoy the experience of jealousy because it means that I it like tells me that I really like that person yeah so it's like for me it's like a really lovely feeling it's not to find have. it draining I find jealousy so draining it doesn't happen to me very often I feel very I secure I, in like yeah. all of my relationships and it's actually the opposite like I try and encourage everyone I'm with to like do more because boundaries wise I have limited time I've, I've weirdly I've never heard anyone explain it like that that's yeah. exactly how I feel really yeah nice I don't have I don't feel jealousy so when I do it's like fuck and actually to yeah I always hit that frustration of being pissed off with somebody who's always like jealous with me or whatever before yeah. I hit that point of wanting being able to be jealous with and it, yeah it's honestly like it's always been taught as like a negative emotion but for me mm. it's actually really quite a positive emotion mm. to feel like it's like a butterfly in yeah. a way you know yeah. it's the same feeling so it's like mm. why do I feel like this yeah oh, oh. maybe because I quite like, I like this quite and, and also maybe I feel a bit insecure in this situation so let's unbottle that yeah work out how to renegotiate this relationship so that I feel more secure or like whatever. Are you in a relationship at the moment? Many. Oh, <laughs> I think like maybe five or six relationships. How do you maintain them all? They're all quite different. Some are like really not demanding on my time. One of my main squeezes that I've been with for <laughs> over a year. Squeeze. Like I can quite happily like go three weeks and not see her and that's normal and fine. We just don't need to see each other all the time but we'll also go on holiday for two weeks together yeah it's just like very easy and calm and then others like i see my domestic sub like once a week generally but that's very much like a kink thing and yeah. not necessarily something that exists much socially outside of yeah. it and um, what about dating within this structure mm. like do, do you do you enjoy taking someone out dates. on a date yeah yeah dating's so fun for me and I play, of course, outside of, like, the relationships I have, too. And I really enjoy that. I'm really into, like, psychology 
that gets us into ad size but also i like using ds structures that's like dominant submissive structures to like enact change on people's lives so like positive change so like if someone's got like an anxiety or like a phobia or someone's like really struggling to like write an essay or like they're really freaking out about a job interview or like whatever it is like i will use kink to like or i'll try to use kink to like help them with that situation interesting yeah is there a um dating site for people who have fetishes well field's quite good it's just very open it's also like got lots of gender options which the main ones don't have and it started as like a threesome looking app so there's still quite a bit of that on it which is <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but also fine if that's what you want to do but i don't know what's the most amount of people you've had sex with at know. one event yeah in like one, how many in people one, yeah in one orgy i have absolutely no idea cool. oh, what's the most that's people? quite a good boast what's Sorry. the most <laughs> amount of people you've had sex with in, in one, one go in one go I know that's not what the also define sex. <laughs> oh yeah, because because yeah. I would say like you know um, if there's twenty people at my orgy, I've had sex with them all. Mm. You know, like even if you haven't penetrated them. Yeah. Oh yeah. Of course. Yeah. I define sex for me like anything that from being in a scene with t- two people, say like a guy and a girl, and I might not like touch the guy in any way. But I've still had sex with him. Like, we've all had sex together. Do you have to explain yourself? Or do you have... Because this is what you do, not just as a kink, but as your life. So do you have to explain it to people who are maybe not as understanding? How, how do your friends who don't really get it? To be honest, I'm really blessed, like, everybody in my life. since Because I, I kind of had to have a coming out when I launched Crossbreed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I had to have kind of another coming out because there's all these horrible rumours about me. And about my sexuality. So I kind of had to do that whole thing mm. as well. But everybody's just been, like, incredible, basically, in my life. Like, some people don't get it. Some people people think it's weird. But everyone supported me. And it's very, like, liberating and free and nice. Mm. Yeah. Is that a progressive thing that's happening at the moment, do you think? Or is that just you with your own luck? I mean, because, like, essentially I think I choose my friends wisely. Yeah. And I think, like younger people are generally starting to like look at sex and relationships in completely Mm. different ways to like how we did they brought up and seen their parents like either like hate each other or divorced and want a different path and want to do things differently and don't really understand why like we're supposed to find like this one person and live happily ever after and i think more and more young people are finding their sexuality at earlier Mm. ages too and like their access to sex education through great podcasts and instagram and all the rest of it is giving them those tools to kind of start exploring earlier and as such i think the orgasm gap is closing i think what do you mean by the orgasm gap so this idea that i I think a lot of women take a lot longer because Mm. of shame and society to find their sexuality maybe a lot later in life and i think that's changing the orgasm gap in my life exists very much so the opposite way around (laughs) (laughs) why do you think that is considering i think i find it hard to come after extended periods of sex and generally speaking it's unlikely i'm gonna come more than once women are blessed in some regards in that they can come many 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 times we are lucky aren't we (laughs) (laughs) i didn't come till i was like 15 there's there's loads of pros to being a man Late. that I am I'm certainly not advocating that uh, <laughs> yeah. women have it easy. But yeah, yeah but once you, you can, once it, you can get uh, there, yeah, yeah, once you find out what, what, what it is 
that does it for you or and also once you find that confidence and all those stigmas and shames and like these ideas that you're just there to please a man once you can get past all that the world is your oyster as a person with a vagina so we're having a really intellectual conversation about sex we're not just sort of like we are quizzing you but i actually think this is a mutually interesting discussion do you think that that is what's on the table now then i think for me like i want to share like education and like sharing my world is for so many people like actually quite insightful into finding their path Mm. what i do is quite extreme and like head on and the kink side of things that's really not for everyone but everyone has something and a sexuality that they maybe have and are maybe not quite sure of or are ashamed of or they have like maybe some sort of gender dysphoria that's far more common than you might think Mm. and like having access to people and communities not just like the information on the internet but the actual like access to the people that are similar to you is really important so yeah we're here (laughs) (laughs) well kiwi Thank you very much. Yeah. This has been really insightful. And can we come I, to Crosby when you're back open? Of course. This is very cool. Very cool. Thanks, yes. guys. <laughs> Thank you And so what much. you guys are doing, really, really cool. I've listened to podcasts since it came out. It's great. Oh, yeah. Yay. Well, listen, thank you very much. I am I am coming to, to Crosby. She's coming. <laughs> Amazing. Brilliant. Thank, thank you, you so very much. much. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to our Spotify original podcast, Sex Lies and DM Slides. Please follow us on Spotify and tell all your mates about it if you enjoyed it. And if you have any weird and wonderful Sex Lies and DM Slides stories of your own, do slide into our DMs at Sydney Lima and at Gizzy Erskine. No dick pics, please. Also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Sex Lies DM Slides. This Spotify original podcast is a Hayden Prowse production edited by Steve Hankey with music by Free Seed Films. Our executive producers at Spotify are Rachel Simpson and Alexandra Aidey. 